Hi and welcome to a brand new Writer's Lounge podcast. I'm your host for the show, Steve Sommerfeld, and yeah, we're finally back. Uh, I've just got back from Johannesburg, South Africa, where I was down there hosting the fifth King of the Whip competition. It was huge. It was at Monte Cassino again. I was there last year, which completely blew me away, and I went back again this year, and man, everybody stepped it up. We had more international riders. There was just way more riding, way more whips. It was huge. The crowd was bigger. Everything was awesome, and this podcast, we're talking all about King of the Whip, but actually, I was on the Two Wheels to Freedom uh, podcast with Clint Esposito, and technically, I guess that was a YouTube I think it was live. I don't know. I guess this whole clip or this whole podcast today is actually taken from Clint's uh, where we were live talking all about King of the Whip. Uh, Now, before we get into it, I just wanted to uh, do a bit of a quick shout out. Um, The new Rothaus Advent calendar has been delivered. Now, I'm 12 days late. I just started opening it up now. After 12 days, I've managed to pick up a few of the original Rothaus Tenant Zepflers. There was a couple of my favorites, the Ice Zepflers, and some new glasses that I'd never seen before as well. Uh, so I've got 12 more days. So if you guys want to grab one of those, jump onto rothaus.de and grab yourself the Advent Calendar. It's the best one you can ever get because it's full of beer. Man, how good is that? Um, also... Tickets are out now for the new Night of the Jump season, 2024. There are six dates released so far. There are more, but six have been released just before Christmas. So jump on to nightofthejumps.com. If you are in Europe, make sure to grab your tickets because we've got a whole new season coming. New riders, new shows, new everything. It's going to be freaking awesome. And actually, you know what? As a matter of fact, wherever you are in the world... Find out whatever shows come into your closest town, city, village, wherever you are. Just go and find it. Jump onto Writer's Lounge podcast on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever. Maybe I've got some dates up there. Maybe I've shared somebody else's dates. Just try and find it. Try and find any FMX and go find some live shows. Go see the action for yourselves. You won't regret it no matter where you are in the world. Um, Now, this chat that we're about to have with Clint Esposito, he's actually doing his own show. So if you're in America, anywhere in America, hell, if you're anywhere in the world, make sure to get over there to Cedar Grove uh, track. It is on 420, April the 20th. He will be hosting the Two Wheels to Freedom Fest. And we talk about this throughout this podcast, actually, towards the end, about the amateur contests in the past. And uh, Clint is bringing it all back. And this time, there's FMX, motos, Harleys. I mean, he's jumping a Harley. uh, But there's also Harley rides. Everything. Anything and everything. So, man, that's awesome to see. Uh, He did tell me about that before. And I may sound surprised about that in this podcast, but yeah, I've got a really bad memory and I kind of forgot. Sorry about that, bud. Um, So what can you expect in this? We're talking all about King of the Whip. Everybody blew me away. There was 26 riders. 
everybody stepped it up. Uh, but then, of course, as things go, we kind of drifted off into Tech 7s, 8s, or 10s. What's your preference? Um, I had a pair of Tech 10s that I wore only a few times, and we talk about that a bit more. Protective gear in general, and how mountain bike riders may be the best freestyle motocross riders because they've got to jump like things like Red Bull Rampage and they don't have a throttle. So imagine when those guys come over to moto. Clearly, I'm talking about Andre Laconda guy with that. So that is a quick summary. That's what we're about to talk about. So sit down, grab yourself a nice cold Rothaus Tenon Zeppler, alcohol-free, and enjoy this latest Riders Lounge podcast. <laughs> Everybody, Clint Esposito here with Steve Sommerfeld. This time, <laughs> we just finished recording one, but we're recording another companion. This time, for your viewing pleasure, it is the uh, behind-the-scenes scenes footage from King of the Whip. Oh, yeah, and I like that you <laughs> say we just finished filming. You were mid-sentence <laughs> on the last video, and then you just went straight into this uh, intro. That was impressive. Uh, I'm on it today. I had mushroom coffee. I'm ready. I'm trying to prove to the world that I can come and announce your event alongside with Steve. Hell yeah. Or just from the internet from my house, however it works. <laughs> just, man, come down. So next year, King of the Whip, Johannesburg. South Africa, we're all going to stay for like two or three weeks. I was already right. there for two weeks this time. Everybody else was pissed that they went home on like the Monday. Uh -huh. uh, so after I was the event? Scared. After the event. And so. you stayed for, you stayed your time after the event or before? I did one week before, okay. then the event, and then one week after. And uh, I mean, we did a little safari, but it was like a little baby safari near Johannesburg. But next year... We're going to head to Kruger National Park. We're going to go, I don't know, maybe two, three, four days, proper safari driving, like just see what you see. Real maybe safari. we see nothing. We, yeah, we've, so, I've gone on safaris in the US, you know, but it's like... Is that different? Fucking, is that a, yeah, because we're just like imported all these animals so we could drive oh, yeah. by and look at them. Those things live there. That's the real deal. Yeah, exactly. like all these exactly. other things are emulating what you just did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, and even what I did was kind of like emulating it because it was a, I think it was actually a rescue park. Mm. So there were lions and elephants and all that sort of stuff, giraffes. But they weren't uh, so they being were like they were they were caged inside fences. You were inside, yeah, like at like thousands of acre. Yeah, exactly. Area fenced exactly. area, so not cages. So next year, you're gonna have to fly yourself down, and we're gonna just go holidaying, man. So two announcers next year, uh, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, we're calling it. Um, That's two right. announcers, and we're gonna film the safari. We'll we'll even shoot all your behind the scenes of the safari and everything, edit it together. Hell yeah, it's on. Hang on, How what was are, it? So what are we doing with this? What are we doing with this uh, companion here? We're gonna watch the. Uh... <laughs> it's not even a companion because it's not even on the internet. So this is just us watching something. It is a companion. I I mean, sure, we're we're watching events and commenting on them. We're we're 
getting rid of the original people's sound and just talking nonsense over top of it. So have you got the videos playing in the background? No, I've got it ready ah. to go. So if okay. you wanted to have the behind the scenes video ready as well, and then we could watch it. I have the longer one pulled up, which is like nine minutes and 50 seconds. Is that the Super Sport King of the Whip highlight cut? Uh, nope. It's V-N-R-K-O-T-W-V-2. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So we're going to get a little bit of commentary. Who is this gentleman in the video? So this is Ryan, Ryan Vanderspar. I can only say his name when I try my worst uh, South African accent. Um, (laughs) It's a little bit difficult to say his name. Um, But no, so Ryan is the man who has put this event on for, I think this is the fifth year. Uh, The first three were at a quarry and I saw where it was. The quarry is in like a residential area next to a motorbike shop in Johannesburg. So they did it there for three years. And then last year was the first time that they took it to um, Monte Casino, this massive casino complex in the middle of Joburg. And uh, it's freaking awesome. Awesome. So yeah. um, Fix your head again. (laughs) <laughs> How do you want to play this one? Shall we just hit start? I mean, he's he's going to talk for a little bit, I think. Yeah, he does, because I you... kind of skimmed through it before. Do you want to keep that <laughs> in, or we're we just going to talk over the top? And no, we'll let him uh, explain his deal, and okay. then just once we get to the riding footage, then we can comment on it again. Very good. All right. Can All right. Five, four, three, two, one. So, you know, King of the Whip takes top motocross riders and freestyle motocross riders from around South Africa and Africa and puts them together to see who can throw the biggest whip. Um, we're in the fifth year of this event um, and it's just grown from strength to strength. Um, you know, this year we've got 26 riders in total, um, top South African riders from all over the country, uh, one from Zimbabwe as well, and then three international riders, one from Belgium and two from uh, Spain. Um, and obviously it's really exciting for us to have those guys here and competing against the likes of the, the African riders and see how we can compete with them. Um, so the riders will be competing in the whip competition today, which is throwing the bike as much sideways and backwards as they can, as well as best trick competitions, right side up and upside down. The right side up is the freestyle guys doing tricks for the bike is the right side up, and the upside down is when they do backflip com- combinations and combos. Um, uh, I mean, if you look at where we started King of the Whip, it was in a small quarry in the middle of the suburbs of Joburg. Um, and it just started gaining more interest. I mean, we started with maybe 500 to 1,000 spectators, and now we had a sold-out venue like Monte Casino with 6,000 spectators, so it's just grown from strength to strength. And I think it's also grown into probably one of the biggest motorsports events in South Africa now. At the same time, it's also, you can see how the riders have progressed over the years. You know, there's more younger kids riding and coming into it. We've got a 13-year-old competing this year, which is amazing. Um, and the oldest rider is 43-year-old. So, you know, you've got quite a a scale of age and uh, skill levels within the event. You know, the riders are competing for 200,000 rand in cash, which you don't normally see in this country. And that, that comes from the support of our partners. Um, you know, without them, this wouldn't be possible. But at the same time, they share the vision of what to do and they see the value in what to do. So a big shout out goes out to Ford, Monster Energy, Yamaha, Garmin, Motul, GoPro, and Estrella. Um, they, you know, part- All right. There we go. Um, so that's um, the man. I'm amazed uh, that where these riders come from, you know, like, because 
uh, I didn't even know there were guys ride, <laughs> riding in a lot of these places. Um, so South Africa has so many good uh, motocross races. Uh, so that's the majority. <laughs> Greg of the Albertine. Guys that were there. Exactly. Grant Langston. Is Langston also from South Africa? Yeah. 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 I, I um I don't know why I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole bunch from South Africa. He did say Zimbabwe, but I, I whoa, that was loud. That hit my ears. Um, I think, I think he might even be from Uganda. Um, there's one writer, Stav Orland. So he's from Uganda. And then of course, uh, Mark Pignol came down, Edgar Torrenteras and the reigning king of the whip, Julian Van Stippen. Awesome. So do you, do we want to say who won? Oh, wow. I, I just realized I put my volume up a little bit. I can hear myself talking. So I didn't know that I was in this. <laughs> I thought it was like, I didn't think they had the audio of me. I thought there was like music or something. So this is Trent Valsecchi. This is the 13-year-old the kid on a KTM 85. That appears to be maybe Eon from Jungle Rush. So there is like the freestyle teams down there. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Rush is like the main team. And then, yeah, a whole bunch of, uh, oh, yeah, there's the, the green team. I think those guys are from Durban. Um, Jesse Wright there and Edgar Torrenteras, Jacques, Brendan, and oh, I forget the name of the other judge. Oh, God, I'm terrible. Anyway. No, so Jacques was injured. He couldn't do it. Brendan is also kind of injured. Half retired, half injured. But he may come back. Brendan Potter. He was like one of the OGs. Okay. Like Nick DeWitt. Okay. I don't know if you remember the name yep, Nick DeWitt. I do. So Brendan and Nick were like the two first guys to, to do freestyle there down in South Africa. And there's old Edgar. Yeah. Still throwing it down. I mean, uh, we, we can go through the results at the end, but you can assume he's going to at least make it to the final with a whip like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ricky Raff, Edgar again. He, Edgar's going to be all through this video, I am sure, because he was killing it. Yeah. Uh, the crowd loved him. But yeah, so the, the locals, man, I saw it last year and I was completely blown away. This year, everybody stepped it up. Like awesome. Last year, I don't think anybody really knew how big they were going to go. They they were just swinging. Like this guy here, Dalton Venter. Ew. Last year, he hit a ramp for the first time two days before the event. Oh, wow. Um, and I don't even think he rode again until this, until like just before this event again. So yeah. those guys have done a full race season. Uh, that's Julian Van Stippen there. So yeah, like they just finished the race season and then King of the Whip was on. So basically, Ryan can't even choose the date for next year's event until they all figure the out dates are, yeah. yeah until they're all set so we don't know when we're on next year oh yeah that was uh edgar torrenteras saran rap to supercan indie to no hand lander it's too much margus pignol marco pignol with a cali roll Ooh. and check this out i don't know if it's in there oh no they didn't show it um, I genuinely had goosebumps because he was not feeling it. It was really windy. 
Uh, the ramp was a little bit shorter than normal. It was like 20 centimeters too short. So he's like, okay. he didn't get that pop that he wanted. And he still threw it. But there, there's Stav Orland. So that's the guy from Uganda. On the KTM? Yeah. Holy shit. There going big. That's Dallin Goldman. Yeah, that was good. Jesse Wright, man. Jesse was on fire. Dalton, so they both ride in the same team. Yeah. There's Stav again. Uh, oh, and Matty Van Garland. So that guy there that you just saw, he came from like down in Cape Town. Like they drove 17 hours to get there. Him and his buddy Pringles, because last year his front wheel looked like Pringles. Uh -huh. It was just, it was rooted. Anyway, this year in the practice day, Pringles uh, came up short. He did Larry loop out, threw the bike away, and destroyed his legs. So Matty had to drive home, I guess, oh, no. on his own. Just realized how hairy my arms are in that clip <laughs> as I passed the microphone to Dallin. Maybe there's some interviews. Ed Guitar and Terrace. And the crowd loved him. Oh. So that's Mark Pignol there, um, who had a really good night with that Cali roll. He took the win. And then they destroyed their tires. So, yep, Mark Bignol, Dallin Goldman, <coughs> and Edgar on the best trick upright. Okay. And then this is the whip. Yep, so this is the whip. Julian, Edgar, and Dallin. So, yeah, man, um, it was an awesome event. It's, it's one of the cooler events, I think, 
in the year, um, a whip comp. Like, yeah. Again, I, we, we spoke about it last year where I was like, man, a whole show just dedicated to whips? Like, that, ooh, that's got to be a long show, I think. The, again, the crowd loved it from start to finish. The only issue they had this year was they were in the middle of a heat wave. Mm. It was so hot. Um, they had all the scaffolding up, like, for the grandstands. Man, there would have been a lot of roasted and crispy buttholes there sitting <laughs> on those. How hot? Oh, like, I think it was about 38 degrees, which would be getting close to about nearly 100, I guess, I over there, say. Fahrenheit. Let's do the I don't conversion. Know. My maths isn't good, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty warm. I personally did not care how hot it was because I was getting notifications saying at home in Germany, it was like uh, snow flurries, uh, black ice on the roads, be careful. I'm like, I do not care how hot it is yeah. here in South Africa. This is freaking awesome. But yeah, it was it was a really hot day. Um, so yeah, there was, a, there was a couple of little things. Like in the end, unfortunately, the wind... Uh, reared its head uh they had some really gnarly thunderstorms actually it was leading up to it it looked like there was going to be big thunderstorms 38 day, is 100 it is 100 there yeah. you go it was 100 <laughs> um man my maths is good today i don't oh, <laughs> i don't give myself credit so you um, got a little bit did it cool it off or just made it was it humid is it humid there or is it dry um it for me, it was actually kind of okay. Like I, I can kind of handle it. Like in Brisbane, in Australia, it's pretty humid. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Joburg wasn't as bad as what I'm used to. Right. Like a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, drier. Yeah, a little bit drier. I don't know if. To be honest, I didn't care. I was enjoying it, whereas everybody else was like. No, no way. This is way too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been in uh-huh. California doing a show and uh, it was like 85, but it was dry. And uh, some guys are like going to melt. And I'm like, bro, I could shovel this all day sweet. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I can handle this. That's that's not a yeah. problem. Because I lived in Georgia uh, at the time where it's like 98% humidity. So you're just like wet all day. Yeah, you walk around in a personal cloud. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to commit to being wet as soon as I walk out my front door until I get home <laughs> later. That's it. When I come home, I'm going to have another shower, and then I might have another shower. And Exactly. Let's see. Maybe there's another one to go. Um, no, so I'm just having a look. Yeah, so for the results, um, for the best trick comp, this was the upright competition. Um that's where Mark won, uh, Mark Pignol with a Cali roll. Dallin Goldman got second with like a one-handed, it was like, I'd call it a one-handed airplane. It was, it looked awesome. Like awesome. he went flatliner style, indied it out, one hand. It was, it looked gnarly. Like it looked actually really technical. Flip lever? With a flip lever, yeah. Um, but when the bike was like, pancaked i man i don't know how you would get back on yeah indeed and one-handed at the same time like it was it was big and then edgar got third with the uh saran wrap to super can no hand lander 
Um, unfortunately, super can. the wind, uh, yeah, the wind put out the backflip comp. So uh. Mark was lucky that because his bike was upright, they counted the uh, the California roll in that competition. So it wasn't a backflip. So the backflip comp was for backflips, and it. it just didn't happen. Yeah. So too much wind. The whip comp was gnarly. Everybody loved it. No, I maybe the hardcore fans who were there waiting for like a ruler flip or two, or I don't know what else could have been done. Um, maybe they would have been a bit upset, but it just had to be called on safety. I think if you're up, if you're hardcore enough of a fan, then you should be able to gather that wind is not really good for these guys trying to do this stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And uh, for the whip competition, so in seventh place, so there was like a top seven that went through to the final. Um, Maddie Van Garlen, again, that was the guy who had to drive home on his own because mm. his buddy was laid up in hospital with a really badly broken leg. Uh, so he's in a fixator. And I think he's got to get another surgery or Ugh. two. Poor old and they couldn't, Bowman. couldn't transport, obviously. No, well, we were trying to get him there. Like we were, we were hoping they'd let him out of hospital. Uh, so he had the first operation the day before or two days before. So, oh, just, you know, even if he can come and watch the show. And unfortunately, he was, uh, he had to just chill on pain. Probably because the external fixator and you don't want to get yeah. that infected. Yeah, we, we were. I mean, we're going to take him to a dirt hope. field. Yeah, don't worry exactly. well, we, we were all kind of hoping it was going to be like you know plate and screws and, right and and every everything was fine at least covered yeah at least covered but they they had him in the fixator so it sucks because so keenan bowman <laughs> he turned up and like he's he's one of the funniest guys like when he's around like it's just a laugh and uh, whether he whether he started it or whether maybe I don't think I started. I think it could have been somebody else. Um, he had a little CRF, maybe one ten or something there, little pit bike. And we're like, man, massive dirt landing. It was like a four meters, three meters, four meters. So about fifteen foot safety deck on yeah. top. We're like, man, you just come up the back. Like you can pull a a pit bike flip in the middle of the show, like, you know, uh, do your 450 whipping and then put it down and just come in a whole ass and pull a flip. So we, you know, this is like three or four days before the event. And then he's like, fuck, maybe this is going to happen. We Duran even built the, the takeoff in the back. Yep. And I don't know if he was thinking too much about <clears throat> pulling back on the pit bike, but yeah, when he went for his first jump at jungle rush at Terratopia, um, yeah, he just he just fucked up. It was just a mistake. He came like one meter short. Mm. To be honest, I thought he was gonna be like four meters short, which is like fifteen feet. Yeah. Like he he really came in quite slow because it was I don't know, it's a low landing, it's a different ramp to what he's used to. Yeah, he just made a bit of a mistake and uh in the end he just did Larry loop out, threw the bike away and then uh. like pinned so he kind of Landed on the safety deck, both feet straight or both legs straight, so it just destroyed him. On a metal landing? 
No, 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 on the dirt landing. Oh. Yeah, there at this second. show. No, is that uh, it's at a motocross track. Oh, they opened okay. it up for everybody. Like, I don't know, like maybe one week before the event, they opened up got the it. track. They've got so this is where Dallin and Jungle Rush, where they train all the time. That's why I was thinking it, it was a different show at first or something. No, no, no. It was just like a training for the week before. Everyone headed out there and just got used to the ramps. And then when they came to the to Monte Casino, they didn't feel too out of right. depth. So yeah, uh, so Matty Van Garland in seventh. In sixth is Stav Orland, uh, the guy from Uganda. Dalton Venter, um, again, like this dude, that's the guy I said before. He only jumped a ramp for the first time Yeah. two days before last year's event. I thought he could have even nearly beaten Julian last year. Like if he, if one of them just flung off the ramp, which they were kind of going in every which way, uh-huh. he could have won. Uh, but it's like he fell asleep in the final. And this time again, I don't know, maybe he did too many big whips in, in the qualies and the heats that he just he just didn't get there. So yeah. he was in fifth. In fourth was Jesse Wright. And he was actually on the podium last year. Um, he just missed out. He got nudged out by Dallin Goldman. But yeah, man. Jesse, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'll talk about that later on. So <laughs> Uh, so Jesse got nudged off the podium. Dallin was on there in third. Um, huge whips. So last year he was in second chasing down Julian. This year he was in third because this year Edgar Torrenteras came. Yeah. And uh, that was those huge whips we saw where he was upside down. Feet, <clears throat> both feet off, you know, like yeah. Edgar. Edgar style. Yeah. Yeah. He... It's amazing some guys, I guess it's just how talented they are because some guys, some of us are like, eh, I'm over that. And then you got like TP who like rides like a couple times a year and does double flips. Yeah. You know, and ET who's just, yeah, still killing it forever. Yeah. So Edgar's like 43 or 44 years old, something like that. Um, He's killing it. Like he looks so damn good. And I didn't realize how high the elevation was in Joburg. It's like 5,000 feet. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he was like, he got this Yamaha and put it together, and he's like, there's no power. It, yeah. He's like, I can't whip. I can't get under it. And so they they spent some time jetting the thing and got it working as good as possible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he is an X Games gold medalist. It was Barcelona, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't LA, but it was Barcelona X Games. Did he never he, win any X Fighters? I think he would have won an X Fighters or two. I feel like he had to have. Yeah, like he would back have won when he one was those... spitting dirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm sure he will watch this, and I'm sure he will tell me <laughs> in a message how many he won. Uh, so I'm sorry, Edgar, if I've forgotten how many. Uh, and of course, the winner, Julian Van Stippen. Yeah, he's uh, a difficult one. Back to back. Back to back king of the whip. I mean, yeah, he's, and as. It's weird that Edgar's not in this stuff, but the like best whip stuff now. But current day best best whip, which I'm not saying that Edgar couldn't ride it, but 
for some reason he doesn't. But current day best whip is friggin' ridiculous. And he's yeah. one of the top guys, period, in regular whip contests. So, you know, it's not really that surprising. I think what is good is that those you know, those guys from that area are getting to ride with now <clears throat> not only Julian but Edgar and just see, you know, just being exposed to those guys is yeah. going to make you a better rider. I mean, you could already see just from last year to this year the way that they've stepped it up, Man. you know, and that was just the first time they ever saw it. So, you know, somebody down there is going to be like, eventually going to be like, this is my goal is just to win king of the whip. And they're going to just work all oh. year and come out and be a monster. Absolutely. Like, so Dallin Goldman, Jesse Wright, Dalton Venter. That was third, fourth, and fifth. And I think they were probably in that same order last year, but as second, third, fourth. Honestly, they could do it. Like Dallin... I don't know. Maybe it was like he was saving his best for last, but like he was, he was just kind of cruising. And then in the final, like he was almost as upside down as Julian. Yeah. Um, he'd never done like those no footed whip things before. He saw Edgar do it, and so he just went out and did it. I was like, man, he, like Dallin's a big guy. Yeah. Like his feet was so far off the bike. I'm like, he could have just done like the hugest heel clicker ever. Yeah. Like the bike was so whipped. Like just heel clicker, man. Like he had it. Like his feet were way out there. Um, Jesse Wright and Dalton, man. If if they actually spent time training for best whip, like this is after a season of motocross, yeah, and not riding ramps. Well, how, that's what I was just gonna say. How far are they away from the nearest ramps? Uh, well, I, I guess Jungle Rush. I I don't know about Dalton, uh, but I did go to Jesse's place, and he's in Joburg. So okay. he's like 30 minutes down the road from Jungle Rush's compound. So yeah. uh, I'm going to call Jesse out. Pull your finger out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about the motocross scene down there where there's, you know, those guys are making nothing from, yeah. from racing. Like, it's next to nothing. So I'm like, man, fuck it. You're a free rider now. Like, yeah. Go make videos That's and go do whip comps. What happened with a lot of guys in the U.S.? That's exactly what happened. You know, yeah, Deegan like, and Mets and those guys weren't making the money that they wanted to. You know, racing and then this came about. And I mean, myself even included. You know, not yeah. like I'm like one of the best guys, but my point is that I saw the We've opportunity. Had Twenty years in the sport as average guys. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, I saw the opportunity, and I'm like, wow, this is way better money than I'm going to make racing, so. Exactly. And, like, those, yeah, that that group at the top. Actually, even to get to the top seven, the top 14, so there was 26 guys. To even get the top 14, uh, the judges were like, I could see them just, they, was, they weren't dripping in sweat because it was uh, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. They were dripping in sweat because they knew they were cutting really good riders. Like yeah. that top seven final could have been. No, honestly, the the top fourteen could have done that. Yeah. Um, it was it was so impressive. Like the guys really stepped it up, and it's like maybe 
maybe they haven't crashed on a ramp before that they didn't right. care. Like they were just <laughs> swinging whips. Like it was huge. So maybe that's the other thing. Maybe they don't know what the limit is and they're just going for it. That, you know, you'll figure it out. It's just if you want to still press it after you figure it out. Yeah. Like last year. So this is actually one thing that I said to Ryan at the end of the event. I'm like, it almost went too well. So last year there was four big crashes mm. um, where guys just, man, one, I can't remember who it was, if it was Ricky Raff or uh, maybe it was somebody else. He just peeled way off to the left-hand side. Didn't, oh, wow. didn't touch the, yeah, I think he might have might 50-50, you know, back wheel the side, off the yeah. landing and the front wheel kind of just on. Uh, Dean Wheeler just, he went like 90 foot. Or a hundred foot. Um, You'll have actually, that. I think a couple of guys did. Uh, no, sorry, <clears throat> Dean. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, Dean went about sixty-five foot. Uh, uh, somebody else, I think, went about a hundred foot last year. It is weird. Whereas this year, I tell people all the time, like ramps are weird coming from dirt jumps. Like yeah. if you've never hurt, hit a ramp, it is slightly different. Like whereas. You can misjudge it easily just because of the traction and the way that they load you versus, you know, like you're almost never going to ride a dirt ramp that loads you the way a ramp does. No, exactly. <laughs> and like, I don't think you could tell in that footage that we just watched, but the you could see the difference in how the guys approach the ramp. Yeah. What is there? There was, uh, I think there was 10 freestyle riders and probably even probably half of them still took a pretty long run up, but like Julian, Mark, Edgar, who are used to Europe where they have like, I don't know, 60 foot sometimes yeah. for a run up. They were just coming in super tight and just everything on the ramp. And that's how they do it. Then you watch the races, like the yeah. Dalton on a 250 They're F, like I think speed. Spavs on a 250 F. They're just, yeah. Like, so think about if they, I mean, obviously they're, talented riders so think about if they understood the slow down you know or shorten your run up so that you really had to gas it on the ramp because that's how those yeah. guys get under them more so exactly. if you're coming in with speed and trying to do it you're at a huge disadvantage and once a couple of those dudes figure out and go you know this year they'll go oh shit they were turning 50 feet tighter than i was yeah. and once they try it especially being racers they should be fine with shit out of corners you know yeah. And once they figure I, that out, dude, it's going to be a very tight race after that one. 70 foot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, a lot, a lot. Like you cannot almost gas it anymore once you're coming in, you know, with that type of roll. Oh, yeah, exactly. Actually, I've got, <clears throat> I'm just looking for the name here. Dylan Mostert. So there was a dude there. Who was on a YZ three twenty five? What the hell is that? Girl out. Oh, okay. I was like, "What is?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he bought out his YZ two fifty. So it. he was running a three twenty five, and he was coming in in third gear. And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's just." Oh. He was going to land in my hotel room, like <laughs> at the end of the thing. Um, yeah, it was just you know just seeing how races have that really coming in hot and then just shut it all off on yeah. the ramp approach. So, yeah, there was, man, 
everybody, like there was 26 guys, I think they said, everybody killed it. Um, the difference from last year to this year was so high. Like you could tell, even if they didn't practice, they put their game face on this year because they just, yeah, everybody wanted it. I'm sure that even if they are not riding ramps at home, they're probably still finding the biggest jump they can throughout the year and just trying to crank yeah. some whips. Oh, actually, <clears throat> so there was going to be another kid. Um, oh, what happened Cassie... to the 13-year-old kid? Uh, he's in America right now. He's oh. like racing, what is, it, what is it called? Mini... Mini-O's. Well, it's over Mini-O's. now. Mini-O's. Yeah. yeah. It's so Thanksgiving he was, he's week. He's over in America. Yeah, exactly. So he was like one week too late to get back to South Africa. So he's uh, in America right now because he's actually a really good racer. Obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so he wasn't there this year, but there was another kid. So this year there was Trent Balsecki, who was 13 on the KTM 85. So last year they gave him like his own little, you know, little segment. Mm-hmm. At 12 years old, he came out. I think he jumped it on his 65, but he just jumped straight. Full gap? 75. Holy shit, gap, dude. 75 foot. <laughs> this year, he was in the competition, and he made it to the top 14. Wow. Like, yeah, I saw some in, of his whips. Pretty good. They were sick. And I actually, I think I was an interview I did with him during the show, and I was like, oh, hey, Trent, um... Tell us about it. Like you're on a KTM 85. How fast are you hitting this ramp? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, like I come in like third or, or he said, I come in with everything, clicking gears like fourth, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. You said like fourth. Does that mean sometimes you're in third or fourth or fifth? And he's like, yeah, sometimes I just get the gear. Sometimes I miss the gear. And he, yeah, he's like, sometimes he's hitting a third, sometimes he's in fourth. Oh, my God. Third's got to be just completely fucking yeah. wrapped. And, and he's clicking these gears like 10, 20 feet before the ramp. So sometimes he hits it, sometimes he doesn't, and he's still smashing. Like, it's ridiculous. Dude. So that's the 13-year-old, and apparently there was going to be like an 11 or 12-year-old kid, maybe maybe younger. Uh, his name's Cussie. I can't remember his second name. But Child and Protective he... Services showed up and we're like, we don't think so. <laughs> nope. Exactly what you said before. He was looking for the biggest jumps on the motocross track uh, during the season. Wadded up. And yeah, uh, apparently it wasn't even on his own bike. He was on somebody else's bike. Uh, maybe he stepped up to like 125 or something. I don't know. So he sent it and went like 110 feet to flat. Yikes. And broke his collarbone so well so that's shit, shit 110 feet to flat broken collarbone sounds like he got out of that one he got out of it that's pretty good yeah i haven't seen the footage this is just what i heard and i'm like he got out of that pretty good yeah you're not what i was I, expecting ankle leg knee wrist yeah. collarbone so he landed okay and then like fell over or something onto his side. Probably. probably. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he just ate the handlebars or yeah. something. And I, I have no idea. But uh, man, they breed them tough down there in South Africa. Like That's good. Somebody's got to now. We're lacking. Yeah, you guys are just... Uh, <laughs> I, I saw something from uh, Rhino on the Gypsy Tales podcast where he's like, 
ah, there's too much protective equipment. Um, <laughs> he's like, people, all the, all the, all the kids and everybody's afraid to ride their dirt bike. Like you come into motocross, it's, you're going to crash. Yeah. Uh, everybody's too scared of protective equipment. So maybe Rhino's right. I don't like, I, I agree and disagree. And I, I disagree with especially little kids falling because I've watched some kids just get fucking wadded up. But at the same time, the other point that he always brings up is that if you have all this protective gear, a lot of times it hinders you from riding in the fashion that you would ride if you didn't have it. And I know that I got rid of my neck brace before he even started saying any of this shit because I couldn't, uh, like some tricks, I had a hard time kind of looking up for, looking down for or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to get rid of it. And just if I go face first, I got to tuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Tuck, tuck and roll. Uh, I was the same. I try, I think Shuey gave me his neck brace one day and I tried it and I, I just went to go do like a double heart and like look back. Yeah. And it... It just felt horrible and then tried to do a ruler and I couldn't do that. And, I'm like, and oh. even I bet double grabs, just your shoulders against the... That's what it was. It yeah. was the, my shoulders pushed the neck brace yeah. up into the helmet and then I couldn't do anything. Yep. So then I almost had a crash because I I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, ah, oh, no, I don't want it. Yeah. But I went from not having knee braces to having knee braces. I didn't like it. It felt restrictive to a point but i'm glad i had knee braces i wore knee braces when i raced for a couple like a year or two and then i was one day i was just like i'm not gonna put them on i'm gonna put these old evs's back on and i was like immediately way more comfortable just trying to yeah. control the bike yeah i felt yeah, like i had more like feeling that. you know because otherwise you can't really feel if you're against the bike and stuff and wasn't really into it exactly so i mean i remember even i think it was even clinton that kind of opened my eyes a little bit even with boots uh and clinton was like i don't like tech tens because yeah. i can't feel the bike when i'm trying to do vaults and bundies and all the other body variables he was doing so i think he went back to like tech sevens that's what i always ran oh yeah yep all, my whole career basically i had really? do you remember before this they Alpine Star made Vectors, which was basically oh. the first boot with the different rubber, the composite rubber bottom, and it oh, had three uh, three buckles. Me and Berlou used to run them back in the day when oh. we first started freestyle. But up until that point, I always ran Tech 8s. And then oh. once uh, I started freestyle, we started running the Vectors, and then I went to Tech 7s once they came out, which I've never even had a Tech 10 on. But it yeah. seems like way overkill. Man, they're heavy. They're heavy <laughs> boots. I yeah. bought a pair of Tech 10s before I went to my first ever international show. It was over in China. I'm like, I better get out of these O'Neill elements. Your bag and, was overweight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were heavy <clears throat> as hell. Uh, and then I got into Fox boots straight Did up. you ride them before you went there? Please tell me. Yeah, for like one week. Okay. <laughs> one week I rode. And then I went over there and then I got back from China and within one week I was sponsored by Fox. And so I've got nice. a brand new pair of Tech 10s that's like two weeks of riding. Should have just sold them. Still sitting at home. Yeah, I know. I should have sold now them. Now they're not worth shit again. 
No, they, <laughs> the first two thousand and ten. Yeah. Here's the first, uh, very first Tech Tens ever made. <laughs> I know. Brand new in the box, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> idiot. Um, yeah, oh, and even man. eights were hard to break in. I can imagine tens, but sevens you could ride for like twenty minutes, and you're like, oh, I'm all right. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Good to go. So yeah, man, that was uh, that was King of the Whip. It was. It was awesome. It was better than last year. Of course, the the level of riding was so much better. They had the international guys. I knew there was so many more internationals wanted to come down. So oh, yeah. Squibby, Squibby was about to come down with nice. Ringrod. Um, I know Andre Laconda guy was interested to come, like the mountain bike. Oh, ride. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he ride when, FMX or ride dirt bikes? Man, yeah. He's a ripper. So, you got to figure, won. before you even say anything, you got to figure if somebody, and I always say this about BMX guys and mountain bikes, probably closer to a dirt bike. But if you can ride that stuff with spinning pedals and handlebars rotating yeah. and having to pump and pedal, you can jump on a dirt bike. Hell yeah, exactly. And uh, man, because I, I think he, I think he's won Red Bull Rampage like once or twice, like that's the gnarliest yeah. thing out there. Um, and then when I was down in Barcelona, when I did those monster shows, when I was, uh, what was it? MotoGP. So Andre lives like, I don't know, 10 minutes from the track. So we went to his place and he's got like a pretty gnarly compound. Like there were some big ramps there. Axel turned up. I think we spoke about this. Like Axel was there and, Remy was there, Adolf, uh, I don't know, Julian. I, I don't know. Everybody was kind of there to go riding. And it was the first time I saw Andre Laconda guy jumping freestyle. Yeah. That dude is good. Yeah. Like, he just rolled in. I mean, it's his home compound, but there was this super kicker that didn't look very fun to jump at all. Just <laughs> shot him to the moon. Straight into that, straight into the next ramp, then off the regular, then the 120 ramp. Didn't even, like, there was no warm-ups. You got to think, though, for groups. a guy that does Red Bull Rampage, <clears throat> he's got to be very mentally tough, you know, like yeah. strong. Exactly. Because that shit, so, like you said, is the gnarliest frigging contest out there, I would say. Like, what is gnarlier than those dudes jumping down those cliffs and stuff? Yeah, no, no, no gas when you're like, yeah, when you're nose dive, you're, short, <laughs> you're like, you, you just, you're in, you're up shit creek. Yeah. And there is no paddle. Like, yeah. And they got like cliffs to the side of them and they're jumping gaps. And, you know, that's exactly. got to be. And, you know, again, you're not on a dirt bike, so you don't have motor. You also don't have as much suspension. Sure, they have good suspension, like, but it's still not friggin' dirt bike suspension. <laughs> exactly. It's not even close to And, like we were talking about, I find that suspension, sure, but your throttle, even on landing, going long or short, like yeah. you can really save yourself a lot with the throttle which you're yeah. just, you're not getting away with. Yeah, no, there's no power out. Yeah. You know, it's just suck it up and get smashed. Better be like, close to perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, there was there was a lot of international guys who wanted to come down for this one this year. And I'm sure it's I only going to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah, so this was the second year at Monte Cassino. I can only assume 
it'll be back on again next year. I hope I am also invited to come back. It is awesome. And I hope you're also invited to come as <laughs> well, man. Awesome. And more riders. Like, you said that so, yeah. the place was full. What do you think? How many people do you think were there? Like how many? It was like 6,000 <clears throat> people, 6,300, Six. something like that. Cool. But unfortunately, the ticket price is not huge. Uh, and the South African Rand, the currency, is not overly great. So mm. the <clears throat> basically, you're coming for a damn good holiday. Yeah. Uh, and for an awesome event. Like, honestly, it's it looks really good. It's one of the best shows I've seen. I like how unique it is. I like that everybody can kind of get into it and like the crowd understands straight away. So it's... It is simple enough where you can, you know, like where a freestyle run, there's a lot of technical stuff that people aren't going to get. It's the same way why like quarter pipe works or step up exactly. works because it's like pretty clear to anybody like that guy went higher or, you know what I mean? That yeah. guy turned upside down. You don't have to be yeah, a like freestyle it. motocross professor to figure out what the hell's going on. That's it. But you still have three judges who are crapping their pants because one guy's gonna like them and twenty five are not. Yeah, they um, need to have um, text, like when Twitch kept winning oh, best whip. Oh, <laughs> mate, they couldn't possibly do that in South Africa. The mobile phone systems down all the time because they're on load shedding. They 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 run out of power like for two hours, four hours at a time. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's gnarly down there. Like. Where, where we were staying, so I was staying in the casino for the whole two weeks. Um, whenever the power goes off, the generators fire straight up. So it's like one second that yeah. the power's off. Because imagine a, a casino where right. you're betting and poof, you've, you've lost everything. But so basically... Or that... you're about to win it and then you didn't get the money. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So that happens all the time everywhere. And obviously just the places yep. that have the money to do it, like a casino, have the automatic switch generator. Yep. Yep. That's basically. So I think like for that whole event there, like everything was just running on generators, on petrol generators for the lights and everything. But if you were going to do like the texting thing, then you've got to hope that the mobile tower right. hasn't gone out. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit gnarly down there, dude. This is where everybody should go from here that wants to flee America because it sucks. They should just yeah. go. <laughs> 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 but it, you know what? I will say though, it she's like the wild west down there, like. Yeah, it's most uh, places are. Listen, we claim freedom, but we're way too safe to have freedom. And I learned yeah. that in Colombia. You know, it's yeah. like somebody even said to me down there, he goes, You guys say you're free. It's like, we're free here or whatever. And I'm like, Bro, I, believe me, yeah. I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if you've seen where a taxi will drive, like I just saw the other day, like, there are no rules. Like, yeah. taxis go where that. Like middle of this, you know, you got the, the motorway, and there's like a little bit of green strip. Yep, you're they're uh, pitted it up there, like there. It's like a whip <laughs> section, and you've got like a Toyota high ace uh, taxi, uh, like I don't know, eleven person taxi. Just dude, that was China. 
I was amazed because China, you would think, is very strict, right? With some things. Yeah. And then other shit, things. they're like, <laughs> do not care at all. We yeah, were throwing... Bro, the the um, street bike guys bought all these. So it's not a lie. There are firework stands everywhere. So every time we would stop, the street bike guys would buy all these fireworks. Like big, like quarter, yeah, yeah. like M80s, quarter stick of dynamite. And like yeah. we're driving in a tunnel and the guy lights it and throws it out of our truck. Like this is like half a mile long tunnel through a friggin' mountain and it's traffic they're working in the tunnel. He tosses a friggin' bomb at it, blows up. Nobody even says, nobody looked for anything. Oh, yeah. That's just a regular <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, nobody's going to search for us? No? Okay, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Chinese sky candy. Yep. I don't know. No, it, man, honestly, South Africa is awesome. I love it. Uh, I can't wait to go back and... It is snowing here. It's snowing here. And is it snow there as well? Yeah. Yeah. There oh, we shit. Go. We actually got... It's almost covered out there. Yeah, it's covered here. It's been, since I got home. Like, I, I got home four days ago, five days ago. And it's... Yeah, we're, we're definitely into the negatives and it sucks. So... Next year, I think I'm going to stay in South Africa for like there two There you weeks. go. You got to get your wife uh, some kind of gig so you guys can just holiday. She's, she's <laughs> in Germany. I'm fine. I'm on, I'm on holidays, man. <laughs> there you go. You're on your own holiday. Yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm going to go. Dude holiday. You're going to live in a, in a lean-to with some aboriginals and uh, fend off lions. Man, that's... Uh, Actually, I was talking about, uh, as I said to, I think it was Dom and his girlfriend, like the Dom, like he was basically, I don't know, my chauffeur the whole two weeks. Like he was everywhere just running the show with Ryan, but just, yeah, making sure everything worked. And I was like, man, if we go to Kruger, like, do you guys, I don't know, do you have a swag? And he's like, what's a swag? I'm like, oh, that's what we sleep in, in Australia in the bush. Like it's just a mattress rolled up um i can't think of what you'd call the the material what covers it's like a waterproof material yeah i'm like you know you can sleep under the stars and snakes can't get in and spiders can't get in and he's like yeah no if if you're going to do shit like that like you want to be at least hammocked like you want to be above so lions aren't jumping up yeah. and trying to eat you and i'm like yeah true yeah no fuck that like I'm getting a hotel. It's funny, though, because <laughs> we watch shows all the time over here that Australia has more shit that'll kill you than any place else. Yeah, I know, but... They're not lions. Oh God, I, I could fend off a <laughs> snake, I think, not a lion. Like, it's true. I, I'm not playing with lions. Or hippos. It's true. Those things, they, they, they're not fucking around. No. <laughs> so, yeah, man. We'll see you next year, hey? Yeah, let's go. I'm in. Need to get out of here this time of year. Yeah, way way too cold for this. Crap <laughs> let's let's get down, and uh, and I guess we'll probably see a lot more international guys going down. Like honestly, next year will be wild if if some of these boys actually ditch their racing, or at least just fob the racing off to the side of it. Yeah, for uh, towards the end of the season, season at least. 
Yeah. If you're out and of the then, points, just uh, concentrate on your whiffs, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. If you know by like round five that you're not going to get there, screw it. Just, yeah. just go right. Just hit the ramps until King of the Whip next year. Let's see who's going to come from. If Julian, I guess Julian has to come back. He'll be going for the three time for the three Pete. Edgar will be back for sure. Pignol will be back for sure. Awesome. Let's see, let's see who else is going to come. Very good. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for getting us the the footage and uh, giving us a little bit of behind the scenes uh, information on the whole trip. And uh, yeah, it sounds awesome. Hopefully, the event just keeps growing. Maybe you can get a you know a, a bigger venue with more people. That way, he Man. can make money on it too. And <laughs> they they're just gonna have to like bulldoze a, a section of the casino and just make a bigger part for the... For or the just put on the roof. Put it on the roof. Big <laughs> enough. <laughs> so uh, April 20th, well, it's the 19th and 20th, we're going to do Two Wheels to Freedom Fest. I know that some people have been like, we want an amateur contest, which I haven't done in a long time, but I decided that... Uh, uh, my friend Trevor down there in South Carolina owns a track, um, and I can't think of the name of the track at the moment, Cedar Creek MX, and uh, so we were talking, he was like, hey, we should do an amateur contest, bring that back, and I was like, there's not really enough people for the amateur, just freestyle, so we are going to have um, dirt bikes and street bikes, so there will be a 21 and up area with like a bar and stuff, and we'll have biker games back there. The motocross, will have a motocross race, pro motos, with just a couple of, you know, like 100% payback pro motos um, in one day. Then we're also going to have a mini moto, and uh, we're going to have the amateur contest, and I'm going to jump the Harley at the end of the amateur contest. Uh, and then we're also working on getting, like, a band, and there will also be guided Harley rides. Somebody will be there that knows nice. the area. So if you guys want to get up and go on the guide at Harley Ride, go see some sites, maybe stop at a bar or whatever. Before you guys come back, that'll be available as well. So trying to um, make a crossover event, because like I said, I don't think, you know, just freestyle motocrossers are kind of sparse as far as amateur ones in the U.S. So I know that we're just trying to um, couple it with, you know, I guess because I'm jumping Harleys now, I'm like, we should have street bikes there. Otherwise, you guys don't <laughs> care. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, April 20th, I'll put the link to the tickets. I have tickets for everything. There's like two-day tickets, and then there's just tickets if you just want to come in and watch an event, or if you want to sign up for the race, or the FMX, or the uh, Mini Moto, there's sign-up links on there for that as well, so... Man, I think I'm going to come sign up just for the mm -hmm. Harley guided tour. There you go. Come on. I'll bring a bike I'm up down for that. there. Yeah. I mean, I, I ride a... we're going to have to schedule that when I don't have something else to do so that I can go cruise around. Man, I, I actually, I did a show in Germany. I hosted a show with my shitty German at a... In German? Like a... In German, yeah, <laughs> man. Whew, it was not good. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. How many people um, were like, 
What is he uh, saying? Das is das. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. Um, but actually, they had the guided Harley tours there. And so awesome. I went and did that in between shows. And it was it made the whole weekend. So, man, do it. That sounds cool. It's going to be good for the people. Good to hear you got the racing as well. So looking forward to it. Maybe I can get in... Get over there after night of the jumps Munich, which is one week before. That would be amazing. And you're obviously more than welcome. We can tag team the mic there as well for the amateur contest. And, uh, yeah, make it happen. Have some fun. Get everybody out again. I'm really excited about that one just to um, be around everybody, help some people, you know, pointers on, you know, riding and whatever, and just see people progress. Because, you know, when we did the amateur contest years ago, it was amazing just, you're, like you're talking about the South American riders there. It was amazing us doing the amateur contest to see the kids start competing with each other. And then like each round they would come out with more and this guy would have more and then that guy would have more. And it was really yeah. cool just watching them. Eventually, the one kid, so it was Alton Brown and uh, Davey Johnson. Whoa. That's, he started at our contest series as a novice at like Whoa. And then he went and 13 vaulted off of a quarter <clears throat> and, and did the the um decade yeah the decade so that the moon booter he started uh him and alton basically were probably 14 or something both of them they started in the novice class and they each round they would come out and just like one up each other until they made it to the amateur class and then they started doing shows and then oh, obviously yeah. like you said uh alton rode for us for years he did shows with us for years and uh davy went and did you know um x games best trick and uh and nitro world trick was it x games or just nitro yeah, both times? yeah x games yeah, i yeah. think it was x games x and then games nitro and so nitro world games yeah. yep so, uh, yeah, and that, that just started, that he started at our, was, both of those kids were from Texas and just started coming to our contests, and um, it was a really amazing time to watch, you know, those guys progress like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's a success, and then we can just keep doing them. And then you know, yeah, AFMXA man. is going to come back out of the woodwork, and then they're going to try to hijack the series, and then as soon as I stop, they're just going to quit again, too. <laughs> Ah, there we go. So we've seen the progression already. No, 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 no. It's not happening. It's not happening. No, that sounds awesome, man. Uh, I think, I think with what you're doing there with the like festival feel, that's awesome. Um, same with like King of the Whip, where it was like one big event, but it's about they didn't care if you're pro or am, so yeah. you can see the progression. That's sick. There has to be more of that all around the world. So. Yeah, Good job, man. Can't wait to see it. Like yeah, we funny. were saying, it's great when people, the younger kids can get in and be exposed to seeing pro guys ride, you know, and riding similar ramps or the same ramps and stuff like that. And it just opens your mind to be like, oh, shit, you know, like maybe this is something I can do. That's it. Yeah, I think a lot of people's minds were blown the other day. Awesome. All right, uh, everybody. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, hit the link in the in the description and uh, we will see you soon. Yeah.